Welcome to the Joe Vin Sports Show. Welcome back. It's been a long hiatus with no sports, but sports are making their comeback. So we are back in business. How you doing, Vin? They come back, we come back. Doing good. Yes, sir. It's been a good little break, sleeping in a little bit, but uh, back on the grind. Here we go. We're going to get right into it, boys. NFL headlines. We're going right into Mahomes, of course. The 10-year, $503 million contract. Oh, my God. Dude, Schefter was like, I'm working, and I have, like, Twitter up, and Schefter was just, like, dropping, like, nuggets, like, something big's (laughs) coming. Mahomes extension it was like bro just send out the full tweet please god like just give it this guy is so desperate to send out the first message on anything he's like there's a deal coming like two weeks ago but to his point like or his credit like dude the guy gets like sixty thousand likes in like four seconds i was like oh my god especially during the pandemic where he's like sitting around working from home just like staring at computers and phones just waiting for that next update of any kind of sports headline so this one broke the phone you see schefter and immediately like my at least me my first instinct is like okay is this a con like am i getting uncle chaps here like yeah is this fake espn right now schefter or something yeah it's like dadam swefter on twitter yeah (laughs) and um but this was real. This was very real. We all we all expected this. Um, I I'm personally very very upset about this as a Raider fan, but as an NFL fan, watching quarterbacks get paid fifty million a year is insane, and it's honestly I think it's awesome for the sport. Mahomes has definitely earned it. Won the Super Bowl last year um, at what twenty four years old. You know. I don't think he's going to live up to the contract. I think it's impossible to live up to that contract, being uh, he's going to eat up twenty five percent of his team's. Um, salary cap and that's going to hurt the team in general so he better be able to be like tom brady and lift a lot of players up which i think he's shown he's able to do yeah but i don't know personally i hope he doesn't <laughs> yeah i mean for your sake you hope he doesn't um i was listening to colin coward yesterday and he was talking about uh or him and nick wright were saying like mahomes may have as close to a perfect two-year starting as you can like He's one coin flip and kind of a, a, a BS overtime away from like two two Super Bowls, and he probably would have beat the Rams. Like he almost, he could have gone, you know, obviously he sat his first year behind Alex Smith, but he could have gone two for two, Super Bowls, MVP, Super Bowl MVP. Like he could have had just a perfect run for two seasons. Yeah. I mean, they were talking like already, which is, I think is a little crazy, but when you start looking at it, like, I mean, people are talking, is he already a Hall of Famer? Like, I know that's crazy to even think about, but, like, what he's done on paper and his accolades, like, if he just kind of, like, is above average for the next five to ten years, he's he's a Hall of Famer probably. Yeah, I think the Chiefs are guaranteed one thing as long as he's at quarterback, and it's to make the playoffs. I don't he's, see them not making the playoffs. He's like a Russell Wilson, right? Like, when Russell missed the playoffs, it was like, wait, what? But I also see the same kind of scenario possibly happening. Russell is not Mahomes. He's not that level. I think he is a great quarterback and he win you a lot of games. Mm-hmm. But Russell lost a lot of players around him because of his massive contract. You know, and he was obviously better when he was on his rookie deal, when he had players around him. And I think that's how it goes for everybody. Yeah, and just like any good, like, dynasty, quote-unquote, the one thing that they need to keep doing is just drafting well. And they're in a position yeah, right they now, which to. is – they're in a good position right now where – all their guys are under contract except Chris Jones on the D line, which I don't know how that's going to work out, but is he really make or break for their Super Bowl run? Like if Mahomes is dominant, they're going back to the playoffs and they're a serious contender every single year. 
I mean, last year they had a you know an arsenal of weapons, and then they draft Nicole Hardman. Like they didn't need to do it, right? But because they're ahead of the curve, like they're in a position that they can just draft best young player available, stash them for a year, and then just replace guys like Kelsey, Tyreek. You know, um, they they who's the running back? Clyde Edwards Hilaire. They took this year. Like yeah. they're just going to keep reloading with young guys around Mahomes, and in you know those guys are going to get screwed a little bit with contract extensions, but. Price of doing business. I mean, you know? I, I like I like a team that's going to go for it. You know, they they notice they have something special in Mahomes, and they say, you know what, we have a ten year span here to try to win some Super Bowls and really make a case in the NFL. Yeah, and they're going for it. Let's be honest, the Chiefs have been a good franchise, but I wouldn't say they've been this barn. They don't win Super Bowls, not since right. the very beginning of NFL origins. Right. So, I, I love them for taking a shot. And the other thing about Mahomes, and I know every you know podcast and radio show has hit on this already, but the thing, the reason he got this contract too is he's just so mature. Like he's a good guy. Like dad was a professional ball player. Like you hear him on interviews, even like part of my take and stuff. And he's just like a cool, like kind of, he's a kid, yeah. you know, he's not out for trouble. You don't have to worry about him getting in trouble. Like, I don't think money's going to change this kid, you know, at all. Like no. he's the real deal all the way around. He's the face of the NFL, not just the franchise. Um, the interesting thing about the deal is, you know, obviously 500 million, you know, um, and it comes with, I think, what is it? 140 million is guaranteed of that. Um, mm-hmm. 63 of it is, is a signing bonus, but essentially starting in 2023, it's a year to year contract after that. It's a no trade clause, but if he's on the roster, like March 5th of 2023, then 2024 is guaranteed. So it's one year lapse. Like he doesn't really have a lot of dead money. So this is a win-win for both sides. Yeah. And this is where all contracts get blown out of proportion, right? They, someone signs a wide receiver to a three-year $70 million. And they're like, what are you thinking? When only the first year is guaranteed. And it's like, yeah, that team is obviously doing that to give that guy some hope and potential. But he's not going to be there for all three years, not unless he's breaking records. So, you know, if he's not living up to the hype and he's just another average quarterback, all said and done, teams adjust to him or whatever – but or, you know, he gets, he gets a he million gets injured. Yeah, he gets a million injuries. I mean, it's a smart deal on both sides. Uh, it's a win-win. And, and, with the, and with the cap continuing to go up, I mean, we'll see if that continues. But, I mean, who's to say, like, in, you know, geez, I'm trying to think of the year 2029, you know, mm-hmm. like, is this deal really going to be that crazy at this point? At that point, like right. other quarterbacks are being paid up to 35, 37 million dollars right now. You know, yeah. and a what, few what's years Russell be 35, up. I think. Yeah, and you know, give it five years, and those the players on their next contract are going to be making fifty million on their contract. So, exactly. Um, yeah, some other NFL headlines. We got Clowney is making in the news again. I feel like he's the new Darrell Revis, just trying to go around sign one year deals, just trying to find the best, just a gun for hire. Um, and the Raiders are the newest team to pop up and said we really want this guy. Everyone's like, oh, John Gruden loves him. And, you know, they pull up in a Monday Night Football clip of him just, like, drooling over him, which he did every player when he was doing that. But I think this is a genius move. You can't have enough pass rushers. I think the Niners proved that last year. Uh, yeah. You know, even I, like Cleveland Farrell with their fourth overall pick, you know, people are going to bash that and say, hey, you got this guy right here. But, again, the more depth you have, the more people you have, the better. And he is a pro bowler. And Gruden has shown, like, this team can score some points. Like, they can keep in it uh, offensively. Their just defense has been atrocious the last couple of years. they got to face Mahomes twice a year. It's really been atrocious the last decade. But, yeah, you're play, playing Mahomes, you know, the San Diego obviously has, you know, um, Herbert they just got. Um, 
you you need a pass rush. I, my concern on it with Clowney is like I don't know what his goal is. Like no one's giving yeah. you a break the the bank deal right now. DN's not. It's not like quarterback that like your quarterback gets injured in training camp. And it's like oh god, we got to go rush out and go sign someone. Like they're just gonna roll with DNs or you know on their roster if someone goes down. You know yeah, and um, he's he's never played sixteen games in a season, right? I mean the guy does have injury concerns ever since college. Anytime you get a freak of nature like that, you know, ligaments are going to get pulled every now and again. Is he and, looking for a long-term deal though? Like, I don't know what, even no, at this going point on. he's looking for a one-year deal at this point. Like he, he wanted some break the bank, big contract and no team wanted to do it because again, his injury history. And let's be honest, he might have a high pro fo- uh, pro football focus grade, but he's not over there getting 10 sacks a year. No, he's your guy. I mean, he's honestly like the perfect situational pass rusher. Like, hey, man, I'm only asking you to come in on like passing downs, second and long, third downs, third and longs, and just get after it and go get the quarterback. But you don't pay that guy $15 million. I guess the Niners paid D for that. So maybe it's that's what he's thinking. I don't know. If it's a Super Bowl run type year, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, dude, watch Belichick swoop in and take him for like $8 million and then. Who guaranteed and he gets paid the other eight when he gets 10, 15 sacks. Yeah. Totally. He's like the opposite of a Belichick guy though. Like, he's yeah. Not but I mean, like the thing is like a guy like Clowney, you know, even though I'm a Raiders fan, he goes to the Raiders. I just don't like players that do this. I want a player that wants to be in the same organization and be there and like really cement himself in there and be a leader of a team. And a guy that's like signing a one-year deal, doesn't really know what he wants to do, had – bad things with this coach uh, O'Brien with the Texans. I mean, I don't really want that guy on the team unless he brings that much talent to change your defense, which. Well, and you, but we just hit on it with Mahomes. Like are the Raiders on the verge of like making a Super Bowl run this year? Probably not. We're just hoping we make the playoffs, right? Yeah, That's so the like, next step in our progression. So I don't think Clowney's your guy, right? Like yeah. you've got a few young pieces on the defensive line, like, you know, Cleveland Farrell and uh, Max Crosby. Crosby. Like let those guys play, go sign yeah. a, 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 a guy to fill the gap behind them like Clowney's just going to come in and you know he's going to want to play every down and I would go I'd roll with those two young guys over Clowney for sure I think that'd be the smart move um staying in the Bay Area the other news that popped out is uh, Raheem Mostert saying he wants to trade he wants out after just balling out and almost getting the Niners that ring definitely got the NFC championship ring yeah, man. I mean, as a Niner fan, he popped on the scene. You know, he was a special team guy mixed in here and there, blazing won fast. The hearts of the, won all the hearts of all Niner fans. Yeah, right? and, and he – won a lot more of the NFL. Dude, and he just got his opportunity and, like, literally ran with it. Like, was one of, I think, the top, like, yards per carry running back in the league the second half of the season yeah. through and, the playoffs. And like, let's be real. NFC Championship game, he had over 200 yards and four touchdowns. I mean – He was a that's monster. A, that's the biggest stage – almost the biggest stage, the second biggest stage in the NFL. <laughs> and he put up the game of his life and the Niners don't want to give him a contract extension. So he's due, he's due 3.1 million this season. And I saw Ian Rappaport earlier saying, basically his request was simply to like get Mostert in line with the, the other running backs on the team. Like Tevin Coleman's making 4.5. He's right. like, I'm the starting running back and I'm better than that. So yeah, I believe I should be making an extra million and a half. That and he hasn't played in two years. Well, he restructured his deal. So that that's not <laughs> yeah. too bad, but yeah, like that's his point. And it's like, okay, if this guy's asking for a Le'Veon Bell contract, no way, no, no yeah, chance totally. in hell. He's asking for a million dollar raise. Like to me, this is kind of a cheap move by the Niners. If that's what's mm-hmm. going on, right? Like we don't know the full details, but 
I mean, dude, this guy carried you through the playoffs. Like, give him a million. And I get it. Shanahan's system is all about, like, running back by committee. No guy steals a spotlight. But, I mean, a million bucks. Like, in my opinion, like, the whole reason you traded to Forrest Buckner was so you can sign all these other guys and keep the the team together. So what are we doing here, you know? Yeah, it's a, it's like a chemistry move, too. Again, you got, like, the leader, your captain of all special teams comes out and just starts balling at running back, you know, takes your team to the next level. Obviously a huge glue guy for the team on top of being a good running back, and you don't want to give him a little bump to keep him happy. I and mean, like, that's, a, yeah, that's a rough move. Franchises are built, good franchises, on rewarding those guys who rise to the top, right, like, and earn it. And he the definitely Patriots did trade him away. <laughs> well, the thing is too, like someone made the point, like who's trading for him and giving him a big payday? Like no one's going to do that. And no. the other piece of it too, is like, this is a guy that obviously knows like a complex Shanahan running game and system. We have a short season coming up, like a short like off season. Like there's no OTAs training camp's going to be cut down times the meeting room. Like, are you going to roll the dice with someone if he wants to hold out of that, you know, a rookie that doesn't know the playbook? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if that's a great option. So I don't know. I I'm on the side of Mostert here, you know, like don't break the bank for him, but if he's asking for a million bucks, a million five, like dude, make it happen, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Get it done. I agree. All right. So that's it for the NFL. Unfortunately, hopefully uh, in the next month, it really picks up as uh, camps hopefully start to open up and players start hitting each other. Um, So going on to MLB headlines. um, Here we go. We're uh, what? Two weeks out. <laughs> the, the boat the the boat left the dock and smacked into the side of an iceberg like within 48 like 48 minutes like it was a manfred dis- dude it's all manfred the oh my god where do you want to start do you want to start with like the schedule release or do you want to start with the the testing oh i'm i'm already kind of upset at the M- mlb right now so let's uh let's start with the testing snafu they have going on right now okay so to kind of recap if anybody missed it Basically, according to the health protocols and I'll be agreed on is once guys get into camp, which everyone is now, players are going to be tested every other day. They're expected to have that test within 24 to 48 hours. Once they clear that test, they can go back on the field and resume play. Like no big deal. That sounds pretty straight, pretty standard, pretty straightforward limiting. You know, if you do have it like spreading it or whatever. Over the July 4th weekend, there was players that tested on like Friday and Monday came around and the test results like weren't even Salt Lake City yet. Like because it's like deliveries and whatnot. So like players like couldn't get on the field. Teams had to push back, you know, meetings. They had to push back on the field, like workouts. You know, you have some teams like the Yankees that I heard didn't have any delays, but the A's couldn't even get on the field. Like they're, they're so much further along. Like, so not only is it a problem now, but like, what's going to happen here coming up in a few weeks when the season kicks off? What if there's another delay? Right. Like, and players and, aren't allowed to play in a game. You know, it's a Tuesday night. And what if the A's like they their test for whatever reason hasn't been cleared yet? Do they forfeit that game? Do they? Right. You can't reschedule it. They're playing 65, 60 games in sixty five days. Yeah. Like, what the hell is going to happen here? I don't really know what their plan is. I don't think they should be testing so frequently. Um, I mean, these players are being pretty isolated and they're together in groups, right? I mean, what if the whole team has an outbreak? That's what I mean. <laughs> so like, they what, just forfeit the... The, the season. Yeah. I mean, the thing is these young adults, I mean, these players, I mean, the ones that test positive feel better within like three days, right? On most occasions with these athletes. So hopefully they don't take it as seriously as they are with the general public. I'm not going to get political with it, but hopefully they're a little looser 
because yeah. they are in their 20 year 20s. They're supposed to be the prime of their athletic lives and their professional athletes. Um, I think I get the that, players I think that are like in their late thirties that are a little more worried about this, you know, well, I think but, it's also like them. They're being a little cautious. Like, you know, some of these managers are like 70 years old, 80 years old. Like they're around the team, you know, like, um, Joe Madden or, you know, I don't know how Bob Melvin coach. is, you know, not everyone's <laughs> Gabe Kapler and like, trying to be on the cover of muscle fitness. Like, like, <laughs> I don't was know. San Francisco trying to get like GQ models as their coaches only. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I don't know, man. I, I just, I don't envision this going. I put out a poll the other day. Like, I don't, I don't know how this thing finishes 60 games in 65 days. I, I just think there's going to be something that comes up because of the leadership and the way they have this organized. They were so busy arguing about money and revenue share and all these things. Like they could have been hashing this out and I don't know. I just, I, I envision something happening. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm just crossing my fingers and uh, hoping it all goes well and season goes on and we have our, you know, our horse race of an MLB season, you know, I'm just really hopeful for that. Cause I am excited for the 60 game season. I mean, a lot of people have been calling for a shortened season for a long time. Yep. Not too short, but I like the idea of just watching the last three months of a baseball season. I, I do mean, too. You know, I, I mean, I think, really 60, go for it. I think 60 is a little light, but if they could cut it to like a hundred games going forward, I think their ratings would go up. The excitement would go up. Like there'd be a lot more just fire, you know, day to day, like those dog days of summer go away, you know, just injuries where someone misses two months, but they still get like 300 at bats. And it's, it's like, okay, how, how long is this season here? Like, yeah. what are we doing? Um, the schedules came out. What do what, yeah, you think so, about that? I, I really like how it's done. You know, I think it was a smart way to do it. Uh, 40 games versus your division, 20 games interleague against another, your opposite division. Um, I think it was a smart move. There's not much travel involved. I think they did a really good job placing teams where they stay at home for a total of like 10 days. Then mm-hmm. they go on the road for about 10 days. Um, so they did a good job kind of balancing that. So they're not just traveling every three days, which would kill these guys. Um, so do I think you, they did a really good job with it. Um, I think there's going to be some unfair advantages in some divisions mm-hmm. uh, based on who's in their division, right? So we'll get into that more as the season's approaching. We actually know who's playing. Um, did you see, thing did you see the about, map? Did you see the map that got released of like the travel for every team? No, I didn't. It's pretty cool. Like East Coast, like literally doesn't cross over with the Central. Like they stay like that. Yeah, and it's then, like, like the West Coast and Central. So they've definitely like separated it. It's pretty cool. Like, you know, you're going to miss, obviously if you're a West coast team, anybody on the East or the central coming, you know, you know, see them at the ballpark, but I think it'll be pretty cool. Like it'll be different. That's for sure. Yeah. It's definitely different. And I think that's why, I don't know. I think this is actually going to get a lot of new fans into major league baseball, you know, because it is a shortened season and it's a new thing. And, you know, it's not like the dog days of summer where you're just trying to get to the postseason. you know, um, it's, you're not going to have any of that. The one problem is just going to be if they if it's a continuous stop and start, you know, or yeah, that's going to be rough if they have the, to stop. Half the, the team has to sit out, you know, three games because they tested positive in quarantine, you know, and you know Mookie Betts is in the lineup, Bellinger's not in the lineup, you know, those guys aren't playing, and they have, you know, kind of these nobodies. It's like, okay, it's that's still baseball, thing, it's like, sports, but like, what do what's going on here? You know, baseball gets a lot of its viewers from like fantasy baseball players. Right. So us playing online DFS daily, everything, they announced that they're not going to tell people when people have coronavirus, like they're like exposing them for something. And it's like, um, so when they're just not in the lineup one day, you know, it's like, obviously they have coronavirus. 
Yeah. <laughs> so like, I don't know what the whole thing is with that. Let's just hope that DraftKings has late swap uh, queued up. Yeah, because it's going to be – that's going to be weird. But the one cool thing for, like, DFS, DFS and just viewing baseball in general is the NLDH, the universal DH, is coming. This is another thing that people have been asking for for a long time. There's going to be some guys that are going to need some opportunities, you know, that are in NL teams that were that fourth option in the outfield or whatever that just get to hit for 60 straight games. Like, Jonas Cespedes is probably my best example of this with the Mets. The guy's been breaking down for a while, but he's never lost his bat. Um, now the guy just gets like to DH every day. And now the guy gets to DH every day like he did with the A's. Yeah. You know, and he's, and he's that guy's going to crush. And I heard he came into camp um, the other day just totally jacked, just yeah. like our boy, Chris Davis. Guys are coming mm-hmm. in like Bryson DeChambeau here, just rocking and rolling, protein shakes, is gaining weight over the quarantine. <laughs> and I'm just ready for a home run slugfest in Major League Baseball because these pitchers – they're going to have no amp ramp up time. Yeah. They just got to go straight to it. I mean, it's it's going to be rough on the pitchers, man. <laughs> They're going to get lit. <laughs> I think it's going to be kind of crazy like all the lineup changes. Like the the flexibility that it's going to give people with like not having to do double swaps with your pitcher, um, you know, uh, double switches, I should say, and you know, being like you said being able to have two catchers in the lineup or you know, like you're going to be able to get really creative and and pinch running guys and all these things because you're going to have extra guys on your roster to start the season. Like it'll be really interesting for sure. Um, I'm with it, man. I, I'm with like some of the cool, like little, like things are trying. Um, and once baseball starts, it's baseball. I like that's all I'm saying. Like as soon as it starts, it'll be great. Um, yeah. I don't know quite about the runner on second base to start extra innings. Like that's going to be kind of crazy. Yeah, um, I'm not a fan, but, uh, but I'm, I at least applaud them for trying some things, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I don't even want to talk about that one until it starts happening. People are just going nuts on Twitter. So um, get like a running on, start. Uh, moving on to PGA um, golf. The only thing we have to talk about there is uh, Bryson DeChambeau, which I just mentioned. Uh, Vinny has got some uh, some theories on Big Bryson. <laughs> Dude, I, I I don't know. I'm to- like 100% convinced he's juicing. I I I spent an hour yesterday researching like PGA testing guidelines like i was looking i'm like they just do these guys test. even test like what is <laughs> happening here I, you're the personal trainer okay so for everyone that doesn't know that's what joey does for a living like that's his career so <laughs> i may be speaking out of like tongue here but plain and simple like in my opinion in three months you don't just put on 30 pounds of like good weight on top of like the strength and not losing your flexibility like I could gain 30 pounds in three months. If I go hard, you could do the same. A lot of people can, you can hit the weights. You can, you know, he's drinking like 19 protein shakes a day. Like you can do it, but to gain that much weight that fast without taking something, you you would lose flexibility. You would lose, you know, um, strength, like you wouldn't lose strength, but you wouldn't like immensely just gain all this like mega strength. I looked up dude. Okay. So here's some crazy stats. Ready? Last season, he was 34th on the tour um, with driving. So he was averaging like 302 a drive. <laughs> Last week, Bryson averaged 330 per tee shot at the Detroit Club, Golf Club. He's, um, what's it called? The last two holes, he was averaging 350. He's on pace to like shatter the PGA record for a season on like driving. Dude, I... I don't know. Something's fishy here. I think the weight gain is totally justified and yeah. his flexibility keeping is totally justified. 
by the advances of training and what they can do now. It is honestly, it's really wild. I remember 10 years ago when I was still being an athlete, I put on about 35 pounds in one football off season. Um, somehow didn't lose any speed because I was still doing all my speed flexibility and all my training. Um, the advances they've made in the last 10 years is just ridiculous. Now Bryson's also doing other things where he's shortening all of his clubs to the same length. And that means his driver too. If you notice his driver almost looks like a seven iron in his hand with the, with the head, he is swinging a smaller club as well. This is like Barry Bonds using the 31 inch bat <laughs> yes. when he was like roiding on like 240, right? What well, you just so, said, it. Barry Bonds did the same formula. Right. Um, <laughs> okay. Nothing's okay, ever okay. been that proven, not... <laughs> but like, but so there's some different factors here. I don't think Bryson is on any kind of drugs. Um, I mean, definitely on some weight gainer shakes. I mean, he's not – when they say, oh, he's drinking protein shakes. I'm sorry, it's not your standard 27-gram protein, right. right? He's drinking a weight gainer that's probably like 1,000 calories a shake, right? The guy's just been uh, – and the thing is, he can't keep that up. You can't just keep trying to gain weight, right? Like, well, like, what's the end goal here? Like, is he going to be like three thirty and like pumping the ball like four hundred? Well, the thing is, he's like twenty four, right? Like, you don't even hit your full size like as a as an adult until like you're like thirty five and with your muscle gain. So he's going to get bigger, right? But is this going to draw more players into getting bigger? Like, you've seen guys like Rory McIlroy get more cut. Like, they definitely mm-hmm. got more ripped um, from exercising. But Bryce is not ripped. He's just oh. big. Right, he's like gigantic he's, dude. Like, I saw face like, I don't see face much cut. like I don't see much like muscle on him. Like he's not like cutting. Like he's not taking his shirt off. Like okay, Brooks so did that, that's my Men's po- Health magazine. <laughs> that's my point though. You like he didn't add on like thirty pounds of like great weights, right? Like he didn't no. add thirty pounds and subtract from his body fat. Like he just gained weight and then like oh magically he just gains thirty yards on a drive. Like, again, I think if he was like 30 years old and he started doing this, I'd be very suspicious. But at 24, you know, you, you, we know people that are 24, 25 that are still like growing into their body, right? Like, I mean, it just happens to everybody. I think he might be going through a little bit of that as well. So I don't think he's cheating. I don't like him because of his fucking hat. I've hated that hat since he's been on the goddamn PG, don't PGA tour. It's not about his golf. It's not about how big he is. <laughs> that fucking hat kills me dude and i hope this streak he is on goes away quick and tiger comes back and puts his ass back in his place it's <laughs> it's not it's the hat bugs me yes like i would love to just like walk by him and fling that thing into the lake like if sergio yeah. garcia wore the hat it would look cool because he's like this five five little italian guy bryson is like a six four he's 240 Spanish, pound dude with this <laughs> fucking beret come on it, dude, it's not even that. What drives me crazy about him is like the analytical thing. Like he's got his little notebook of like every angle of like every course written down. He brought a down. fucking protractor out on the putting green. Like, and dude. then meanwhile, you have like Dustin Johnson who's just like, all right, I'll take my shoes off and roll my pants up and like climb into the lake and hit a sweet like chip shot. Yeah. Like whatever. And go bang, like, my, and go bang my Hall of Fame daughter. Dude, or, he, fight my, my not, no, not his daughter. <laughs> Wayne's daughter. Uh, Wayne's but yeah, daughter, dude, so, Hall of Famer. something just seems <laughs> off. Like, yeah, I just feel like in a 90 day span, that's like an insane, like gain, like weight gain, strength gain. He has the flexibility. He has the torque still. He's still driving. Like he's driving it straight for the most part, but mm-hmm. it's just amazing. Like if it truly is natural, like it's got to be one of the most crazy, like transformations in a 90 day span if it's if it's totally natural 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it, and, it really and, is, and like, like I, I don't think he, I don't think he was roiding or anything like that. I just don't fucking like the guy. So <laughs> that's my opinion on it, dude. I just don't picture him like pounding like kettlebells, you know, like day and night. Like I don't he's think just, he is. Just, I think he's just it. drinking a thousand <laughs> calorie, like get me fat shakes. You that's know what, what I'm mean? saying though. That like you could gain weight, like no problem, but you're not gaining any strength. Like you're not making yourself better by just like no. eating whey protein, like in bed. I hope like, he out eats of his way out of out of golf. Like he just like John Daly's it. Like <laughs> he's gonna be like smoking cigars on the course next week and stuff. I mean, if he was smoking a cigar next week, he'd gain a notch in my book. I give him that. Yeah. Um, all right, moving on from PGA. Hopefully, Bryson uh, doesn't hit one fairway this week. I don't even think he's, he's playing. Not, this he's week. not even next playing. Next week. Yeah. Okay. Bryson he's, next week. He's got to go pick up his palate of whey protein and <laughs> GNC. He needs a week of detox so he doesn't die from the amount of calories he's been taking in. All right, so now we're going to uh, UFC. We're going to finish up with UFC, guys. Uh, Fight Island is here. Dana White is the man. He is the best. He's the man. I, I mean, I'm he's your ultimate, like, like, bro, right? Like, he just – he wants, like – he wants us to have fun watching it. He loves his sport, and he just wants people watching it, having fun, and it to be there. That's it. And I just love how aggressive he is as, like, whatever, CEO, commissioner, like, whatever you want to call him. Dude, like, and they were like, oh, you can't have a UFC fight here. Okay, then I'll move it. We're moving it. Like, I don't care. No fans, no problem. Yeah, we'll like, spend the money. You know, oh, like, like you guys, here. you know, we're shutting back down. Cool. I just got an island. Like, he's, we'll take no for an answer. He's like the most capitalistic person, like, in the world, in the you know, world of sports. I don't even, like, know a lot about UFC. I've gotten more into it recently and, like, watching it. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't even matter. Like that place, like the hype video he posted yesterday, looks so like badass. Like it, it looked awesome. Like if this yeah. thing hits, like, I mean, he's gonna eventually just buy an island, and every single fight will just be there under our yeah. terms. Our, our, you know, we don't have to get any licenses from the commissioner, the boxing commissioner, fighting commissioner. Like, we'll do our own thing, and we'll yeah, get massive ratings. <laughs> so cool. He would be literally the president of his own island. Yeah. Um, but what's great about this weekend? Um, you know, I know UFC a little bit more than you. I won't call myself an expert or anything close to that, but uh, definitely a casual fan for the last 20 years. Um, and the last five years has picked up a bit. And during the quarantine, I've watched every single fight. Um, I love this guy, Masvidal. I am actually, like, I loved Burns, like, a month ago. Uh, he kicked that dude's butt. And I was excited for him to fight Usman. But Masvidal is the bigger draw. This is the guy they wanted in the first place. But they've had money concerns in the contract talks for about a year now so it's not like masvidal is unprepared for this fight he wanted to fight uzman back in um last uh summer and then it failed again because of the coronavirus so what's his nickname street jesus that's the only reason i want him to win and he and he claims he won he has the only belt that matters in ufc it's the bad motherfucker belt and it's like (laughs) this guy he is (laughs) he's like muhammad ali when he talks you know he just gets everyone's attention and he goes he talks about because he's street Jesus, he, when he knocks people out, he puts them into a, he baptizes them when he knocks them out and he sends them to like heaven. Like that's why he calls himself street Jesus. And he says he's doing people a favor by knocking them out because he baptizes them. Is, is I mean, this U- guy <laughs> is Usman the favorite. Oh yeah. Heavy. The Nigerian nightmare, dude, this guy is a beast. And I want to say he's, he's one of Rogan's favorites. When I hear Rogan talk about Usman, he loses his mind. I think I got to go with Street Jesus, dude. Like, the name's too cool. Yeah, and, dude. You got to, like, every, go, like, the plus, like, 600 bet. <laughs> all I saw was one clip 
of like when they announced that he was going to be the one fighting and it was just like bell rings and he just like flat out sprinted towards the guy and like need him in the chin, knocked him out. And I was, it was over. Me. I was like, yeah. I love this guy. <laughs> it was like the greatest knockout of like all time. Like, and this guy, like he, his record is pretty, it's not great. He's like 35 and like 12, but over his last like four years, he has been a absolute beast, you know? So he's Especially been in a lot of fights more. and the guy's just a, a scrapper. Um, you're going to enjoy the fight on Saturday watching him. He's good. Uh, nice. We have three title belts. We have then the next one's Holloway versus Volkanski. Number two, uh, Volkanski, he took the belt from Holloway in the last one uh, by decision. That's going to be a really interesting fight. Uh, Volkanski so is a rematch. Blood. It's a rematch. Uh, Volkanski is the new blood. Uh, Holloway's been the man for the last few years. Um, I don't really have any chips in the tail for either of these guys. I want to see a good fight, but everyone's predicting it's going to go the distance. Um, the other fight that's the belt is uh, the vacated belt by Henrik Cejudo. Um, so Jan and Aldo are fighting. Jan's the new up and coming fighter, and Aldo is the old kind of going out fighter. They're saying Aldo, you know, hasn't lost everything yet. You know, he still has a chance. He's going to put up a good fight. But they're saying this guy Yan <clears throat> is the real deal. In the next couple of years, you're going to see him owning a belt and defending it a few times. Um, so I'm excited for Fight Island. They put three belts on the line at Fight Island in Abu Dhabi. Awesome. I mean, Dana White just knows how to promote. Yeah. He knows how to get it done. This sport has come out of nowhere in the last, like, 10 years. Um, well, and I'm and excited they, to they watch did the what, They did what baseball and NBA, you know, kind of screwed up on. And they took advantage of this time to say, look, there's nothing else going on. You know, golf is here now. But before that, like, three weeks ago, there was nothing but UFC. And for someone who's like a casual UFC fan, like myself, I ordered more UFC fights in the last three months, four months than I had ever. Right. right? And I think like, they're attracting a lot more fans. There's nothing else going on, you know? So like, it, it was just genius by them. And if they can keep matching up with some of these young guys that are just like fiery and explosive, which they've always kind of had. But now I think people are starting to take notice. It's pretty cool. Yeah. And I think uh, with UFC, what's cool these are true mixed martial artists now. These guys have been training for mixed martial arts for 20, 25 years. It's not like in the beginning of UFC where it's just wrestlers. Yeah. These guys know how to do it all, and it's uh, it's really fun to watch. So I'm excited. I so, hope my girl Paige wins. <laughs> Paige wins. All right, guys. That's all we got yeah. for you today on the Joe Vin Sports Show. Um, we'll be back next week. Just wet our beaks a little bit. Welcome yes, back. Sir. Later. Later.